Hello and welcome to another harrowing episode of Security Views Radio, the only cybersecurity podcast that has the courage to stand up and say, Arby should bring back the five for five. I am one of your hosts, Adam Slater, and with me as always is John. John, how are you doing and where do you stand on the five for five? Um, I, I do believe, so as a former Arby's employee though, I will tell you, <laughs> I have a story to tell you. Okay. I can't, I, I can't, I can't tell that story. I'll tell you the story offline. I can't, <laughs> okay. I can't, I got a great story about the five for five, man. It is, <laughs> it is, it is a good story and it okay. tells you their, their thought process, but it was always busy when we had to five for five. What I, I, re- what I re- regret all the five for fives that I got as a teenager. So my question is McDonald's now has a two for two on sausage biscuits. Can you get like 10 for 10? Is it is or is there a cap on the number of sausage? Oh, biscuits? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I haven't I haven't tried it. Speaking of, how's your health? How's your health challenge going? Well, I can't for get you. a five for five, so it's no. Uh. <laughs> I don't think a roast beef sandwich from Arby's is that bad for you. I think of all the things you can eat, I think it would be one of the better fast food options That's because. Probably- I mean, roast beef isn't horrible for you. It's actually a pretty good source of fat. Yeah. The bread is buttered. I do know that because we had to butter the buns yeah. and stick them in a griller. But um, but onions are good for you. They got the onions on there. Onions? There's not onions on a roast beef sandwich. On the on the on the onion bun. Oh, the the onion bun. The onion, onion buns on and a cheddar. beef and cheddar. Yeah, that was not five for five. I think that was like a three for yeah. six. <laughs> um, I don't remember. So I'm uh, I'm. It's previously discussed. I don't eat that crap. Uh, <laughs> as as uh, as as you can probably tell, I definitely miss my my fast food a bit. You haven't had any? I won't say I haven't had any. I did. Again, I did drive out to Tennessee and back, so um, you're sort of limited on options a little bit. We had no Chipotle along the way. Uh, I didn't see any. Yeah, you drove through Asheville. I'm pretty sure they. No, no, we just went straight over. We didn't go up to Asheville. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. yeah. Um, How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> we ju- they just put a hole in the mountain. We just drive <laughs> through it. Um, it's, it's like the most American thing possible. Like, I want to go there. Put a hole there. Yeah. Um, it's great. So, yeah, I do. Uh, I, I have been eating a lot better. Um, I've had a couple of slip-ups here and there. Um, you know, when you're in a room with eight other people and they're like, hey, let's all get pizza. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to have a salad. I'm not going to be that guy. So, it's, um, a, it's a Domino's commercial, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that commercial. <laughs> um, but, no, it's been good. The The, the workouts have been good. Um, I, was not as, I wasn't as good about them when I was uh, on vacation, but I made sure that I was, you know, going on long walks and stuff like that with my dog. Did you work out this week? Not yet. I'm starting starting tomorrow, and I'm going every day of the week for the rest of the week. So okay, including Saturday because that's our that's a weekly challenge this week. Yeah, so. yeah. Saturday's a Saturday's a good one. Um, I would say that one of my favorite parts about it is we've actually uh, done much better at home about breaking out of our routine of what we eat, and we're making like, better things. Like tonight, we're doing taco bowls again. We did that last week, but nice. we're doing some more things with the rice, and we had some good chicken and some. Uh, Kind of mixed it up a little bit on what we're eating, so uh, that's been a nice, uh, a nice mix-up. I, I don't know that we've cut that much back on on the eating out, um, yeah. Except just from time, I will say that last week I had to take my daughter for fast food, and I packed myself a sandwich so I wouldn't also eat, mm. eat the fast food. But I don't eat a lot of fast food anyway. But I, I knew I wouldn't want to eat right in the middle of this challenge thing. So. <laughs> Anyway, so that's good. Well, I mean, I'm glad. I'm proud of you for sticking with yeah, it. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm. I'm doing my best. You know, we've. Um, I've. I've 
talked about it before, my, not my weakness, one of the joys in my life is the restaurant downstairs for me, Mall Pond in South Park, shout out. Um, and we, we used to eat there two times a week, two or three times a week. We loved that place. You cannot eat three burritos stuffed with French fries every They have week. French fries in their burritos? Yeah, it's called California. Yeah, it's real good. You, 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 were, you were eating this? Yeah. You don't need to work up to, to five workouts a week. I, think you got some, <laughs> I <laughs> was eating it. I was eating um, He can cook you up something healthy. Probably. You I know just, still guy, down, huh? just go down there and ask him, like, because they, they make all their uh, hot sauces, like, daily, like, in the morning. So sometimes I'll just go down there. And be like, how do they know how much to make for the day? I think they just make a lot. And then they just throw it away at the end of the day? No, no, no. It's, vi- it's all vinegar-based, so if they've got You said they make it daily. Well, yeah. Like, they would make more if they need more. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell my kid that too when I microwave him some spaghetti. <laughs> I made this this morning just for you. I made it made fresh daily. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, it's it's been good. It's been you know, it's easier. It's getting easier to do. That's good. Yeah. So, I highly recommend the uh, the recommended energy bites that they made. Maybe Felton can link to that in the show notes. Um, they're not baked. They're just like a. One of those cookies, the Christmas cookies you don't cook, but highly, highly recommend okay. those things. Energy bars. Yeah, yeah, my wife with made a Z? them. You can spell it with a Z if you want. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know. You can, that could be Adam's version of it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I highly recommend them. My wife made them last week, and, and they were they were just uh, they were just a bomb. You make them Yeah. Oh, you I like, thought you were like saying like get a the brand. ingredients And she like balls them up and she stuck them in the refrigerator and you just grab a couple when you want. I mean, each one's like 150 calories. So I mean, that's that matters, but they're all natural uh, stuff. So anyway, you should link to them. They're in the, they're in the, the guide we received. There's okay. a link to it. It's, oh, I think I have had those before. I think I have had those before. Yeah. You should it, check those out. Like, it's just like oat and yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, like rolled oats and flaxseed and yeah. Um, yeah. all the Stuff that's not at a fast food place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> Give good. me my bowl of flaxseed. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't hack an energy bite, though. I mean, you can't. What do you mean? I mean, you can't. Like, you can't go wrong with it. Like, oh, you okay. Can put anything you want in it, put in it. I guess that's true. And I mean, really, I mean, anything that's within healthy, you put coconut in it, you can put chocolate chips in it, you can put dried fruit in it, you can put really anything you want so you can't go wrong with it you start with the base and you go from there figure out whatever works for you put some cayenne pepper in there for adam i know Mm. he likes his uh, (laughs) sounds terrible but hey go with it (laughs) peanut butter almond butter cashew butter uh have at it i am sleeping better that's that's good that's the big thing for me is i went through a bad spell of um you know wait like waking up waking up two or three times a night for a while and I, i have not had that issue for the past several weeks so that's fun. It's awesome. Yeah. Got the drinking under control. You stopped thieving. You did, you're doing so much better. So well, party. the thieving, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, one of the things that I, what I, what I wanted to talk about today um, is something I realized that you and I have talked about a lot, and, and we just as an organization have talked about it a lot, um, that I don't think we've really touched on on the show yet, was the idea of building blocks? Um, we called it the we call it the security pyramid, yep. right? So 
a lot of times, and, and, and people that are listening to this might be thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, I gotta, and, 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 and it's easy to become so overwhelmed um, that you try to do it all, and then you say, screw it, and you throw your papers in the, in the air and you, you walk away, right? Um, so I, I just sort of wanted us to chat a little bit about what you think the best process is for building, assuming someone's got nothing going on in their organization? Where do you think someone starts? <laughs> well, that is, a, that is a big question, but I would always tell your organization to start with a strong, well-written firewall policy. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever firewall that you have, as long as it's an actual firewall and not something your internet provider gave you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. 100% start with that. It's interesting when you get, you know, when you work with people who have worked with internet providers before, they can just tell you all the tricks to just get into a client's firewall. Like, there's all these back doors in these things. So, never, that does not count as a firewall. But a firewall you've purchased um, from a firewall reseller, not from a local store. Unless there's a local firewall store, uh, which, by the way, was a business idea I had for a while. It's called the firewall store. And you would go in there, and they would have all the different kinds of firewalls. Yeah. Like, like versions of them. Here's mm-hmm. Cisco section or whatever. Kind of like if you picture the old Best Buys with the yeah, 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 yeah. that would be the firewall, radio shack, firewall but store. Of, yeah. I luckily talked myself out of yeah, this. Yeah, I'm glad this to. expensive <laughs> venture. Nobody would have bought from the firewall store no. except for a few local IT guys maybe. or Yeah, maybe them hobbyist maybe but uh when i saw the price of the firewall <laughs> i want one at rack mounts okay here's your quote yeah <laughs> but if you have a well-written firewall policy is the best possible place for you to start on your network yeah. because that can detect most most things that are coming in or can at least give you an alert that something might be taking place but it will also do a lot to kind of just keep out the 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 low-hanging fruit, if you will, of hackers who are just poking around seeing if they can find anything open. There's Mm -hmm. a great website out there for hackers and uh, companies alike to look at, and uh, you could call it a wall of shame, if you will. It's called Shodan. It's the Internet of Things uh, search engine. So you can go to Shodan, and you can just say, okay, I live in this zip code. Give me every open Cisco router or every open router or any open hacks or you can search your IP address to see if you show up on this list to see if you're displayed on there. So we do this as part of our assessment, you know, reconnaissance. We'll go out there and look and say, oh, yeah, so-and-so's got an open camera or so-and-so's got an open fax. Right. Uh, It's like, oh, cool. Good enough place to start. (laughs) Because this search engine kind of makes everything public that's open. Well, if you have a really well written firewall policy, yeah. a good firewall in place, it's going to block those kind of things and those you're not going to be on that wall of shame. Mm-hmm. That's where I would start. It's going to be one of the core building blocks of every network. And then you're yeah. going to need to do other things as well. And um, we could link to the security pyramid, I guess, um, in the show notes to kind of visualize it. But as you kind of go through the pyramid, the bottom row is your is the, the most important things that you're yeah. going to need to do. And you sort of build up as you get more and more sophisticated in your approach. Yeah. I, I've seen a large number of adults coming into our office building today with a kid in hand. It's um, kid I, Have you seen this? No, no. I don't understand what the parade of kids I got, coming in. i got to start closing your blinds. You do Before have to start we start recording. <laughs> it actually helps me think to stare at my window. So. 
Yeah, I you, you know I, I would I would definitely agree on the I'm um, obviously I would agree on the firewall portion. I think that that and and to reiterate what you were saying, like a real real firewall, not you know regardless of brand, as long as long as it's not just you know Comcast or Spectrum or whoever you know saying hey yeah here's your firewall because those you know those from a just from a functionality standpoint they can't do what you need them to do and like you said they're just so easy to get into and so easy to break into. So. You know, when you look at a network, you look at a business and your average business and some there's so many things that people will tell you, you need this tool and you need this tool and you need this policy and this software and this kind of thing. You would be amazed at what you can simply do with simple, good policies and procedures with existing equipment that you already have to secure yeah. your network. There's certain core things that you need to own and purchase, but by and large, you can do so much to secure your network with just simply the basics, doing it really well, writing good policies for your server, writing good policies on your firewall, having good wireless, you know, uh, password, I'm sorry, good wireless policies in place. We had an employee the other day, he was in an airport, major U.S. airport, and I will be happy to put them on a wall of shame (laughs) and say that this was the Orlando International Airport. And he was able to get on their Wi-Fi and he could see every other person connected to the Wi-Fi and their personal devices. This is a simple setting that basic network, Wi-Fi networks can block out called wireless client isolation. They didn't even have that turned on because somebody didn't bother to ever check for it. Those kind of stupid things happen every day. So if you can just do the basics really, really well, don't ever connect to airport Wi-Fi people, especially (laughs) not in the Orlando airport. Um, Pay the 10 bucks for unlimited data for your trip and just uh, go with that. Yeah. if you do those things really, really well, you're going to move up to security level because so many companies don't do those basics really, really right. well. And that's sort of what the security pyramid outlines is, hey, you just need these things in place, these core things, and then we can just build policies around those types right. of things. Having certain monitors in place, sorry to cut you off, but having certain monitors in place is great and ultra-sophisticated and having – sock teams with a bunch of screens up in dark <laughs> rooms with a lot of flashing lights is all great and and um just start with the basics right so many of the organizations we know have been hacked and they had all those black screens with all those those people in dark rooms and they still got through because you didn't do the basics correctly yeah and and you know the thing is is that uh it's something that again we've talked about a lot in, internally um and with clients too that hacking and breaking into a network like anything else in life is a skill and people don't wake up one morning and say i'm breaking into target or i you know I, you know i'm getting into you know jimmy johns or whatever you know whatever the big breaches are right I got this let's do it yeah it's like we got gumption and we got the power of friendship we're gonna get in like no like you got to build up to it you got to work up to that kind of stuff you know we we use the example for years it's like you don't just wake up one morning and decide you're going to go play for a major league baseball team like no you got to start you know you're you start playing peewee and then you you know move up to high you're playing high school you play college ball you, you get in the minors and then you might get noticed like hacking is the same thing and from that perspective you don't have to be better protected you just have to be better protected than the guy next door 
Like, because if someone's coming along scanning for, you know, open Wi-Fi to try to break into a network, if he's if that guy's got to spend 15 minutes to try to get in, he's just going to move on to something else, right? Like, Yeah, be more difficult than the guy next to you. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's where, where, again, like you're saying, you know, that's where that strong core of, of you know, good firewall policies, good endpoint protection, good email protection, like those kinds of things, those core, those core competencies, I think once you have that, like so much of other stuff, not to say it's not unnecessary, but you got that core stuff, like you're, you're better than 90% of organizations out there. There's always going to be some smart-ass security expert on the side of the room saying, well, you're not running this detection tool. <laughs> right. You're not running this. And it sort of makes me mad. I mean, it doesn't mean that your cyber expert doesn't know what these things are, but sometimes they're just trying to tell you to do the basic things really, really well. Yeah. You know, sometimes you need specific things to work well, but sometimes you need to do, just do the basics. Yeah. And I think there's a ton of analogies we could use around this, but I think people get it. You need to do the regular things, the things you already own. Just make those things work better. Maybe you do have a gap and you don't have a good firewall. That's fixable. It's a very fixable thing. Right. Depending on the size of your company, it could be a very inexpensive thing. And it could be, it's, it's really overall a very inexpensive thing. Um, it just scales based off of size. But doing something like that really well, fixing your active di- directory to be more secure could involve just a couple of hours with an, with an AD expert who yeah. can walk you through kind of locking and securing that stuff down. Having an insecure Office 365 installation is fixable. Yeah. It doesn't matter if that's where you're at today. Just fix it. You don't probably need another tool to do that. Or if you do, it would be an inexpensive additional tool. But, but you can do so much by just strengthening that connection up. Just do the little things really, really well, yeah. and you're going to be much better off than most people. Yeah. And if you're a small organization, don't let it intimidate you. You're probably going to be more secure than some of these big organizations (laughs) because you can do little things very quickly. And you sort of know if somebody's trying to, you know, get you to transfer $100,000. You're going to be aware of that as a small organization pretty quickly. Maybe not if you're a government organization. It might go. It might be a little bit easier just because of, of the number of layers it has. But you can still do things really, really well there. Yeah. Yeah. Things like MFA, it's a very simple add-on that you can add in that basically invalidates all logins uh, yeah. without that token. So having that turned on at an inexpensive price does so much good. What does it matter if your passwords get stolen? They can't log they can't in. Get in. Right. <laughs> right. If there's no way into your network remotely except through a VPN and you require MFA and they stole your password, can't get in like that's a very very simple thing that doesn't require big detection with sock centers and and looking into that yeah yeah i agree i agree and and you know just just to reiterate you know um the you know small businesses you know you guys you know you still got to be concerned about being protected but you know, you guys don't need to worry about those kinds of organizations. Don't need to worry about that super high level stuff. Like you said, just get real good firewall policies, get real good email policies, MFA, really basic stuff. Just do that really well, and you're going to be fine. You know, Adam, you've been with us a long time. You've yeah. been with me a long time. Um, to always say that we can finish each other's sentences, <laughs> and and which is great. And I and I think back to when you were hired, and and I think you knew part of the job is you'd have to go out and drive around and see clients. Right. It didn't matter to me what type of car you had. It just you needed to be able to do well when you got to the client. You don't the type of car didn't matter. You just needed a car to get from point A to point B in order to 
mm-hmm. visit a client. I, I didn't say, well, you, Adam, you can have nothing less than a $65,000 vehicle in order, I to, see, in order to go see our <laughs> client. <laughs> but because it, it didn't matter, you just needed the right the ability to do the right tool and so many firewalls can do that too if you have a brand preference stick with your brand preference you just need somebody who can do it well there are some that are really bad but most of the time the firewall that you have or have access to is going to do you really good (laughs) what's the the old the 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 old phrase the best camera is the one that you have on you yeah it's the same 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 true firewalls Yeah, the one you've got, you can make it work. Yeah, the best shoes to walk in are the ones on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just uh, a few moments. Workforces are more spread out than ever before, and hackers are using this to their advantage. Social engineering attacks make up one-third of all data breaches. The only way to protect your organization is to know how susceptible you are. Let us help through targeted cybersecurity testing and training. Contact us today at 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com to schedule your test. Again, that's 888-897-9680 or online at jscmgroup.com. I didn't assume <laughs> he that he was. Your office. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. Um, so, yeah, I, I, just to sort of wrap up a little bit about where we were talking about earlier, um, you know, that second layer stuff, you know, when you can get to, to, to active monitoring, when you can get, you know, like a SIM solution, when you can get to that level in some of those kinds of products and services, that's great. Um, and you should definitely do it, but I think that there's a lot of, um, I think that there's a lot of like weird pressure that we definitely touched on this. That like everyone should have everything. You run a hot dog cart, you need to have a sim solution. Like I, I, it's just it's like no, you know, um, I, I'm a, I'm a cash business, I'm fine. But you know, everyone, you know, there there seems to be that push and 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 we get it from clients like oh i've been reading about this and i and i definitely think i need to have this you know thirty thousand dollar a year product or service and it's like you you run like a like a small pizza shop like no like you've got a great firewall you've got great mfa you've got great email protection you're good so yeah i mean like i said so much just has to be into the basics and doing those basics right you know we did write a book on this we sold like six copies of it by the <laughs> way called a security pyramid it's on amazon felton can link link to it maybe we can sell sell like two more copies two more copies i will plug that but it's a very simple quick read ebook um yeah you can that do it just, afternoon. that Easy. just shows you really what the basics are and what to do right it's it's written in a way that everybody can understand because we just wanted to get that information out there like this isn't complicated. Don't overcomplicate these things. And so much of that in there is it can be panned and criticized, but it's our philosophy to do that, do the little things really well. Yeah. Get yourself tested, make sure you don't have any glaring problems or glaring errors. And 
and go with run your business. Focus on your core competencies yeah, and, yeah. and do that really, really well. Outsource what you need to. If credit cards are not a big part of your business, don't be putting in credit card terminals and swipes on computers. Just get simple. Use Square or use Clover for one of these solutions. Yeah. And have them accept the PCI risk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> offload that. Offload yeah. that to somebody else and just focus on what's important to you. Yes, the fees might be a little bit more, but you're not having to deal with it. And then you're also paying for their insurance, and you're also paying yep. for their protection. Um, it's it's a bit of a shakedown racket. No, <laughs> it, you're paying for their protection it's because nice they're box. they're accepting the risk and securing that data. Don't yep. accept that if you don't need it. Don't store data for clients you don't need. Yeah. I was looking at an AV solution, and during the onboarding process, they asked me my my name, my email address, my birthday. I said, what? No, you don't get. You're an AV company. What the? Do you yeah. need my email or my or my uh, birthday for? Yeah. Like, don't ask for information and data you don't need. There's just no point. Don't store it. If you don't store it, you can't lose it. Yeah. Store what <laughs> you need. Yes, you should have be able to reach your customers, but you don't need to know what your customer's dog's name is or what their spouse's name is. Right. Unless you're a medical facility, next of contact, but the dog does not apply. <laughs> I have a very smart dog. Very smart. The dog is always with me. I tell my dog everything. Well, okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an asynchronous relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, and I, I think that that's a that's a that's a key point, John. I think that so many people, so many organizations, so much business. We've seen it over the past, like I'd say, 10, 15 years. This growing concept of big data, and like the more information you have about somebody, the better. Um, and I'm sure that's fine for some companies um but yeah like the amount of times i've been asked to enter like like yeah like birthdays and like like what's it like i this this is my small act of defiance when they ask me for my zip code at the harris teeter i just say no i'm not why do you care like i like i'm in this i'm in this neighborhood like i I don't know it just feels like this like weird thing like i'm I'm buying bananas like it, it doesn't matter what my zip code is but I, I think that, like, be just a tip for everybody. Be wary. Of, I know this is slightly off topic, but be wary of any place that's asking you for extra information. Again, I know that, you know, me causing a fuss about it at Banana Republic or whatever bothers people. But I'm just, I don't know. Can I give you my address? The only way to say 15% is you give me your email address. Right. Only way for me to save 100% is to leave right now. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I got enough stuff in my wallet, and I get enough crappy emails. I don't, I don't need to sign up. So, <laughs> yeah, Banana Republic's closing a lot of stores, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, Gap is closing like three hundred stores, one hundred fifty of which Jeez. are Banana Republic. So, that's a bummer. I like Banana Republic. Yeah. The the got a lot of shirts. The there. casualties of this year are starting to really pile up. Yeah, Pier One recently, and there's been some other really big, big players have gone. Steinmart is that going out of business? Oh, Steinmart. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, pretty big company. Yeah. I think. So it's unfortunate. It is. Not to count the countless, those are the names everybody knows, the countless local restaurants and retailers. Yeah. Um, individuals, uh, it's heartbreaking. So, yeah. Support your local businesses, folks. Support you your can. local businesses. If you, yes. if, if you eat out, please, please, please eat out somewhere. Um, I always wondered uh, why could you only catch uh, the virus at uh, small businesses? I never understood that. Like, how did the, why did the virus stay out of Walmart? I never quite knew how the vi- did Walmart have like a special filtration system? Well, you know how they have the things. 
you know how they have the things that blow the scent at you when you come in? Like yeah, when you walk into McDonald's, yeah. you it smell It blows fried. off the COVID. Yeah, they've got anti-COVID blowers now. Yeah. So. Because I love, I love that because Bob's Mart was not acceptable, but Walmart was acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it um, was. Yeah. Bill's Pizza was, no, 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 no. no. Bill's Pizza. No, no. So. I was actually more comfortable eating at local places than I was like going to Chili's or whatever. I think when you when we look back and we look at the, the things that were passed in order to try to do this in, in a rush, we're going to look at like, really Walmart is the is the and Target are the ones we ch- so we're going to funnel everybody to the same locations. Right, right. <laughs> like we thought that we should all go to Walgreens. Walgreens, right? That's where we need. Yeah. <laughs> everybody meet at the Walgreens. Yeah. It seems so. like the last place I want to be is where everybody else is at. Yeah. I want to go to Bob's Mart with no customers. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's what I never quite understood no everybody who wasn't prepared with an online store seems to anyway sad it is so um with that um gentlemen we did it we did it we We recorded an episode and we did not talk about porn once it's fantastic i'm so proud of us thank you ladies and gentlemen for joining us today i really really appreciate it we always do check us out on tiktok check us out on tiktok (laughs) Zoom. Uh, who, who else, uh, if anyone listened to this show, would be mad? There's, there's a lot. Uh, Walmart, probably. Um, thank you again for joining us. We always appreciate it. If you want to like and subscribe, you can. If you want to leave a review, that would be fantastic. If you want to tell a friend, that would be really cool as well. We really appreciate it. If you want to send us an email, we are at podcast at jscmgroup.com. Again, that is podcast at jscmgroup.com. And also, you're in the know. I'm going to tell you a secret. Not a lot of people know about this, but we have official Security Views Radio t-shirts. Here's the thing. Obviously, we can't go to conventions and give out our t-shirts. So if you write in a question to podcast at jscmgroup.com, we will send you, we will, one, might answer your question uh, on the air, uh, and two, uh, we will send you a t-shirt. So if that sounds cool, you know, do it up. All right, thank you all very much. We'll see you next week. <laughs>